ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. She's won two Australian Trail Championships, a 24-hour track race, and many, many more races, as well as participated in the notorious Barkley Marathons. So she knows her stuff. And now, since she's raced all over the world, she's bringing all that knowledge and giving it to you so you can become a better performer as a whole. So make sure to continue to tune into the Peak Endurance Podcast to get your body right, your mind right, and your health on point. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Can you believe this is episode 190? I can't. It doesn't feel um, to me like I've done that many. And, you know, the statistics for um, podcasts are pretty ordinary. Like supposedly most podcasts fail after the first 12. So I was stoked just to get past 12. I remember that milestone. Um, So nearly 200, only 10 more and I will be at 200. So I'm chuffed. Um, I hope you are on my behalf. You know, like I always say, I do this um, for free for you to provide you with hopefully great content that is either educational or enjoyable or maybe a combination of both. Um, but either way, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to share information with you and and it's I love doing it. It's awesome fun. I've met so many amazing athletes and interesting um, people who know so much about running that it's it's been just an absolute blast, a great journey. And I hope it continues for another 200. Time will tell. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, I'm yet to decide what to do for the 200th episode. So if you have any ideas, please let me know. I'm guessing it might involve a bottle of champagne. Um, but do let me know. I would love to hear what you think would be a great um, idea for for the 200th episode, which I'm very excited about. All righty. So um, today I have got a great interview for you. I spoke last week to Akana, who has finished her tip to toe run. I remember way back God, whenever it was, or sometime last year, clearly, um, when she approached me, emailed me, I think, or through Instagram or something, who knows, um, about what she was doing. And I was like, oh, wow, I wonder if it'll really go ahead. And, oh, well, you know, I love to support women who are doing um, hard things like this. I mean, if it was a guy, I would have, you know, done the same, supported the same, but being female, I love to see other females doing these sort of tough things too. So obviously, um, so it was great to see and, um, and, you know, to get started on the interview process with her and just see how far she's come and what an amazing run she did and how much other people got involved and, you know, and the amount of money she's raised. Anyway, you'll hear all about it in a minute. It's absolutely fantastic. And she is such a pleasure to interview. So easy to interview. Um, it's it's great to interview people who just can talk as well because, um, you know, I can waffle and talk, as you've probably heard, but um, it's good to have someone else to to pick up the slack and, and, and give me a chance to rest my voice. Um, so for myself, a little update, hmm, I don't know. Um, not a lot has been going on for me. Um, just trying to run without feeling horrible. Um, I don't know how else to describe it because there's nothing wrong with me. I've had my test done. I'm really healthy, really great. No inflammation at all in my body or anything. Like everything is really good. I just feel like crap. <laughs> so I'm guessing that it is just the combination of Costa-Cosi and, and the surgery. And, you know, maybe I just need to be a little bit more patient with myself. I'm great with being patient with other people and telling clients, you know, it's it's okay, just give yourself some grace. But me, I don't know, it's different. We're all we're all the same, isn't aren't we? You know, like really. Anyway, so that's that's my story. Everything's great. I'm in perfect health. Um, picture of health, just except for when I'm running. Um, so hopefully, you know, my mojo will come back 
one day this year because I have put my name down to enter the Tour de Gion 330-kilometre race. So I better get some bloody mojo back before then, I tell you. Um, I think that might, if, if I get in, that might even help to increase my mojo. I will find out the 28th of Feb. So I shall let you know, obviously. Might be a bottle of champagne involved then too. <laughs> um, or, or maybe not. I might be too scared um, because it is certainly a tough race. If you haven't heard of it, look it up. 350, it's called 330. I think it used to be 350 kilometres through the Italian Dolomites, which are huge mungus mountains in Italy. Um, I mean, I've run a little bit of them uh, in uh, CCC, but, you know, <laughs> that was 100K and that was hard enough. I remember swearing, <laughs> as as all good ultrarunners do, swearing at the time I would never bloody run in the Alps again. Anyway, here we are, signing up for more, hopefully. Um, so we shall see how that goes. Um, as I've said before, Ron and I will be at Hut to Hut in just over a week, um, sweeping that. So good luck to all of you who are tapering now for Hut to Hut. Also, Tara Wera is on this coming weekend. Good luck to everybody um, getting ready for that. Uh, I've got a few athletes going to Tarawera and I've also got a few athletes going to Hut to Hut. So it's an exciting time for me because, quite frankly, I get excited about their racing too, not just my own, obviously. So I like to enjoy it vicariously through them. And, and I, you know, it's it's stressful for me too because I really want them to to enjoy the process and enjoy the run and, you know, and see the, the the spoils of all their hard work in training. Um, so, you know, it's it's always an exciting time for me. Um, within my business coming up, I have got my, um, you know, uh, workshop. That's the word I'm looking for um, in regards to how to train and race according to the your cycle and your menstrual cycle. Um, so... I had an early bird prize of 45 that was meant to end on Sunday, but I haven't really been promoting it that much. So I'm going to extend the early bird prize until this Sunday, which would be the 12th. Um, and um, so that's only $45. After that, it goes up to 55. So I would love it if you jumped on board with that because I really, I mean, I learned so much. You'd think by my age, I'd, I'd kind of know a bit about, you know, fem female menstrual cycle but clearly not um so I have learned so much and it really um you know made things clear has made things so much clearer for me with my training and you know even on you know and just once again understanding what my body's going through and, and having a little bit more grace for the with my body um so very interesting stuff and um, I really hope that you can join me and that I can share this knowledge with you. Uh, I love to share knowledge, as you know, from this podcast. Um, I, and I am charging for it because, yes, I have to make a living too at some point. Can't keep giving everything away for free. So um, like within this podcast. So, yes, $45, um, you know, lots of costs involved in holding a workshop, um, not the least of which is, of course, paying for Zoom. Um, so, you know, I would love it if you could join me and um, I will, you know, say that it's going to be two to three hours, but, of course, I haven't held this before. I don't know, and I don't want to limit myself to two hours. I want you to be aware that it may go longer simply because conversations may start and I do get sidetracked with more information and I don't want to have to stop myself from sharing that so it may go longer. I want to have question and answer time at the end where you can ask anything and everything. And, of course, if I don't know the answers, I will do my research and then get back to you, um, you know, if, if some sort of question comes up that I, I don't know about. And, of course, if you can't make the date, which is Wednesday the 22nd of Feb at 7 p.m. Melbourne time, I will be recording it as well. So you will get the recording and um, anything, if I end up doing some handouts too, which um, I, I'm trying to get get the ball rolling on that too. Once again, lots of work there. I will, um, everything you will be in your hands, um, whether or not you make it live or not. And, and, and even if you do make it live, you will get the recording as well because you may want to go back and listen to things and, and those sorts of things. The best thing about Attending it live, of course, is the ability to um, be part of the question and answer. So I would love it if you would join me on that. Um, and I have finished my menopause workshop, not my menopause, um, just the workshop. <laughs> and um, 
you know, lots of learning going on in that too. So I shall advertise that at some point, no doubt that will be happening too. So anyway, hope to see lots of you ladies with me on the Mastering Your Menstrual Cycle webinar, workshop, I, I don't know, thing. So um, yes, in saying that, um, now we are talking to, or I will be I'm talking to an amazing woman, Akana, and I really, really hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, share it with a friend, you know, copy the link and, and message it to them, um, you know, put a put a picture of you listening to it on socials and tag the episode tag me um and if you're feeling particularly motivated and kind please write me a review um you know that's kind of uh keeps me motivated for maybe another 200 episodes anyway enough of my waffle as i said i could waffle for hours you know like clearly um Thank you so much for joining me once again. Um, and I really, really hope you um, love listening to Akana and her amazing accomplishments. Till next time, enjoy your running uh, more than me at the moment, which wouldn't be too hard. So chat with you soon. Bye. Hi, Akana, and welcome back for the third time to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a different vibe now. I can put my feet up. You can. Oh, my goodness. And so it's all, I mean, it, it's all over, basically, you know, um, and, and you've achieved your goal of running from tip to toe. So um, right in this moment, and it, you were just saying it's three weeks, been, mm -hmm. which has gone like that to me. Um, how are you feeling? I'm exhausted, if I'm going to be honest with you. I um, And strangely, I didn't know how to experience, like what to experience. And when I was running, I had a lot of fatigue, but it was very obvious what the fatigue was. It was definitely in my muscles and I was yeah. tired, but it was just a very obvious running fatigue. And then I stopped and I had this amazing high from from finishing a goal um and there was so much hype around the finish line with my all my family flying into town uh and you know just media which was a which was a response i was looking for you know yeah. to try and raise, raise awareness for my cause etc all that meant the next kind of three or four days were an absolute whirlwind um and i did i felt great i felt just as i'd been out there on tip to toe and then i think it was the thursday after uh, I drove my family to the airport, came home, the phone just kind of calmed down for an hour or two and I fell straight asleep <laughs> and I've actually been getting surprisingly more and more tired as days go by um, and I haven't made it through a day without napping in since that day um, and I'm surprised now because it's not a physical fatigue, it's just a brain fog, like a very kind of sleepy, I could just close my eyes and fall asleep feeling um so I, think, I don't know how long it'll last sorry I think the human body is amazing like it just keeps you going because it knows you've got to keep going you've got to keep going you've got to keep going and it just does that and then as soon as you stop that's when it allows your you to be tired I guess it's exactly what's happened and it's mm. it's yeah it's a really different feeling to what I was feeling on the road and it's kind of frustrating because I expected this, but um, yeah. I thought it would improve and it's just as, you know, it's still here three weeks later and I'm still sick and tired of saying that I'm feeling tired. <laughs> no, no, it's perfectly normal. And I've heard of people doing, you know, these long multi-day things like you have, um, saying it can take months, not to be Debbie Diner here, but, you know, it, it can take months to feel perfectly normal again, you know. Yeah, and I'm expecting this and my whole training philosophy going forwards is I want to layer a lot of speed just on what I on yeah. what I've built. So that engine's not going away. If it takes months yeah. to recover, it's still gonna be there. So yeah, I'm just gonna cut my runs down to under 10Ks and try and just keep them short and sharp. And to be honest, not even start that until my body feels up to it. So I'm definitely respecting the process. So have you run yet? I have, yeah. I took my sister for a run today. We we got 1,600 metres and she was cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. <laughs> I, was I was all right. I went for a few more Ks. It was almost not enough for me to justify calling it a run, but she yeah, did well. <laughs> I know, <too> many. <laughs> and um, does it feel weird not to be waking up every day and running? Yeah, it's, it does. It's, it feels really unusual. I'm kind of almost 
like in a weird headspace in a way because I've lost my sole purpose of the day, which was this adventure. And um, yeah, I thought I would be relieved, but I definitely don't. I don't feel relieved. I'm almost sad. I'm almost like, oh, it was such an adventure and the people I met every day and, you know, the places that I saw. And yeah, and I need to readjust my entire kind of goals because I put a hundred percent into tip to toe, mm-hmm. you know, I quit my job for it. I had never looked past it. So yeah, yeah, it's a strange readjustment period. That's for sure. Yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, I was going to ask what you're going to do, but from what we sort of chatted briefly earlier, I guess you're going to be working on the film now. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, that's not my prior, prior um, priority. It's my partner's here. I don't have any skills in filmmaking, so I'll be a burden. But so together, though, we will be working on, um, yeah, getting this film out for hopefully a 2023 screening. Um, personally, I'm going to be just focusing on my body, getting it back to some sort of kind of healthy, you know, strong uh, back where I was prior to tip to toe. Um, and yeah, yeah. Have a think about what's next. I've got a few opportunities that have come my way. I'm just trying to work out, you know, long-term what, what I would like to do and also what my next adventure will be in, in the future. So. Oh, that's exciting. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so, um, like as you've adapted to finishing, like, are you eating more? What's happening with all that? I'm sleeping a lot more. Um, yeah. <laughs> more like 10 hours a night and then one to two naps a day I fall asleep if I'm just sitting down um I fall asleep in the car yeah there's things that are just taboo because I'll fall asleep um uh I'm eating I lost my appetite for a while not when I say I lost my appetite I was eating a normal amount of food I just wasn't eating an exorbitant amount of food um and it's actually coming back I'm starting to get more and more hungry as time goes by um, I lost four kilos after, oh. so I got, so I did the whole kind of post-run analysis. Um, yeah. I lost four kilos since day one and I got my bloods back um, just this week and everything was perfectly normal except my protein count was low, um, which I'm okay with. That. You... Yeah, I did expect that. And also I went for predominantly, I'd say 98% plant-based because of my partner. Um, and so I was also adjusting to, you know, more load and di- slightly different diet to what would be normal for me. Um, yeah. it wasn't terribly low and it's probably already back to normal, but it was just interesting that of all the things that's what was depleted. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Mm. And so, um, so talk us through what exactly what you achieved with this. So, so how many, you know, days in total, how many kilometers? I mean, we know the basics, you know, just let people know who may who may be only hearing about this for the first time exactly what was involved yeah of course so on august 20th of last year i left uh cape york uh, and ran a marathon every single day for 150 days to melbourne uh yeah no rest days i broke the guinness world record for most consecutive marathons run by a female on december 4th of last year i was in newcastle and that was my 107th marathon i submitted that all today finally to oh, guinness how exciting <laughs> Oh man, that process was longer than the freaking marathons. It was like <laughs> this specific GPS file for every run. Like oh, you wow. had to then download an app to oh man. And then like you had to do video evidence. I had to get all the witness statements. Like I'd been collating oh. it, but just like filling in all the gaps um of stuff that I knew I couldn't get till afterwards. Oh, it took two weeks. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> but it'll be anyway. worth it. Oh, totally be worth it. And I like that it was diligent because it just kind of helps validate the actual, yeah. you know, record. I think if it was yeah. too easy to get, you know, you did get people kind of causing a muck. But so, I, yeah, I've been doing doing that. Um, and then, yeah, I continued running to Melbourne. I finished on January the 16th. I did 150 consecutive marathons. Um, my goal was to raise $62,000 for my partner charity, the Wilderness Society. But in the end, we raised 131000 as of this afternoon. Fantastic. That is awesome. And are you still taking donations? Absolutely. Yep. So I've got some side fundraisers going on at the same time. Um, yeah, we're taking donations um, through socials and website, Tip to Toe 2022. I will close it soon just because it feels like one of those things that's still open. Um, but yep. not to say people can't directly donate to the partner charity. That's a hundred percent fine and obviously welcomed. And yeah, it all goes towards protecting nature with an Australian focus. 
yeah yeah which is which is awesome because we're in australia <laughs> and, we're and, all like her. and for all the trail runners listening it's protecting the places we love to run through <laughs> yeah yeah which is which is a great cause and and so when you were out there you know running what did you observe with with nature and everything within australia obviously what did you observe I observed a lot. I found because my, my focus was on what's called lo- well, local extinction. So I was putting a focus on the extinction threat in every locality that I ran through. So, for example, when I went through Toowoomba, um, their biggest concern was felling and clearing without spotter catchers. So spotter catchers are, are employees that go onto properties that are under development and then make sure no trees are cut down that have koalas in them um etc etc yep so their biggest concern was land that was being cleared for housing as you go more north their biggest concern is protecting the cassowary uh populations then you know koala again and you know as you're on the by the water there's a big focus on turtle marine and marine animals and it was really interesting to see i guess all these different communities protecting the animal that was most at risk in their area um, and everybody's got one. I mean, there's 500 animals on the endangered list. Um, and yeah, just seeing what everybody was doing from a grassroots level to to protect them was really, really amazing. And what I did learn um, throughout the course of the trip is there's just not enough funding going to grassroots projects. They're all funding it themselves. I met a lady who works full-time um, caring for animals off her own back. She sleeps oh. no more than two hours straight because she's – She's feeding all these different animals on different schedules um, and just has like volunteers help her, but that's it. And I'm like, this is where we need organizations to help fund, you know, fund these people. Because to be honest, if it's not for these people, we wouldn't be doing anything at all. So we wouldn't be doing anything. Sorry. Well, as in, if if there weren't people like volunteers, if it was just people being employed, there it wouldn't it wouldn't there'd be no help whatsoever because there's you know so I think I just learnt that there's a lot of kind people in Australia, um, and yeah, we definitely need help from I guess a federal level to be boosting these grassroots projects. Yeah, no, that's that's really important I think as well. Yeah. I mean, but I guess you know there's just so many things I guess so it's lucky that there are people like you raising money. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and this is an important cause to me because I love, you know, I'm very passionate about Australian wildlife and national parks and wild places. Um, but yeah, if, if I, if no one gives them a voice, they'll just get forgotten. So I think it's important for everyone's cause to, to do something to act on. And I think it keeps the world ticking over for, for, from a good place. Now, I was just thinking like, you know, a lot of us, we all want to help and we want to do things and, you know, save you know nature and all that but then what is the difference between say someone who wants to do that and then you who goes right I'm now I'm going to do this run like what was the um what is it within you do you think that enabled you to be able to be so proactive about it whereas the rest of us sort of go oh yeah I'd like to do this to help and I'll put some money and that we're happy to give a bit of money but what's the difference between giving a bit of money and going as far as you have to really like run so Ooh. far for so long quit your job all that sort of stuff good question because it, I didn't do it straight away I'd had this dream for 30 years before I mm. actioned it yeah. um the catalyst for me I guess was COVID and once everything was removed from me I realized that it is possible to completely upend your life because everyone's life's just been upended and we all survived it, you know? And so I also realized that it is possible to make a living and, 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 you know, working remotely. And I had a few pushes. I mean, at the same time I met my partner and, and, and he knew that if I didn't, if I push this out and out and out, he would then have to uproot his life further down the track. So he was reluctant (laughs) to, to settle. So he was also like, well, if we're going to do it, can we do it sooner? before I you know all this happens so I had a few boxes that just all aligned it was it was almost like an alignment for me um but it's definitely a lesson that I've learned going forwards that if there is something that I want to do to just go and freaking do it yeah I mean I'm 100% for that I or you know I'm, I'm not a big one for talking about things that I just I think you should just go out and do it because there's never a right time and if you wait for the right time, you'll be waiting forever. So you just have to make the time rather than wait for the right time. Would you agree? 
Oh, absolutely. And it's like, if, if I'm 32, let's say I chose to have children, that's another 10 years gone. You know, not to yeah. say I probably could do it with children. It's but not as easy. It's yeah. not as easy. No. <laughs> I've got three nieces and nephews here with me now and it's 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 time consuming. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And and money consuming. You can't just yeah. quit your job, you know, and go defend for yourself, kitties. <laughs> you know? My sister came for a 1600 meter run with me this morning and that was a chore. So yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it is tough. I mean, you can, like I certainly worked full time and had kids and trained and did all that, but I certainly wouldn't have been able to do that kind of a run where you just can put your life to the side. You can't, you can't do that once you have, or it's a lot harder to do. Once a lot harder. Yeah. 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 And I'm not saying it's impossible, but you know, that was definitely something I considered. And, um, but I am a big advocate for, for being a, a rad mom and being able to do everything. Oh, you yeah. can do. This is yeah. so, this, this was like, this was everything, you know, I didn't have any energy in the afternoons. I was yeah. run, I was gone five hours a day. So yeah, it's just a really big undertaking. Um, and it'd be interesting. I don't think I, I would do something of this size again. Um, but I definitely do have a, a bug for adventure. And I think the coolest thing since finishing is I, to, between you and I, I reckon I've had 10 to 15 messages of people that are, that are doing similar things, ah. um, that have all asked me for advice, whether that's, I, w- I won't say what they were, no. are, cause you probably see them released on social media, but they're long runs. They're, you know, going the entire perimeter of a state, they're big walks, they're like country length adventures. And they're like literally in the last two weeks. So um, and I know wow, like, so not, there's a lot of people doing some awesome things out there. There's a lot. And I know it's, I know I'm not the solo inspiration. I know obviously Ned did a very inspiring run as well. And mm-hmm. Sean Bell, and there's a lady in America who's currently on like day That's 83 right. of an ultra streak. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she considered going for my record. So few because she'd smash it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's cool to see that it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a trend at the moment, which is awesome. And um, obviously, we I don't expect you to give any names away, but is it women who are approaching you? Or I'd say 50-50. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So cool. there's a as a as a um, lost hobbit is his Instagram handle. He ran with me twice. His name is Alex. He started his northbound New Zealand trying to break the record. The northbound New Zealand. He started oh. yesterday, so okay. he'd been planning. Planning he's that writing it down, Lost Hobbit. Yeah. Lost I like Hobbit, that. I think it is. But he, he's he's cool because he came running with me and picked my brain during my run, which was awesome. But he's doing yeah. it for conservation as well. So we had a lot oh, in awesome. common. Yeah. Um, yeah. And people are, you know, and I'm obviously more than happy to help. Um, but everyone's experience is different because your terrain that you'll be crossing yes. through will be different. And, you know, that you're, you, your partner charity is a big cause because it's a big factor because your charity, your sponsor opportunities will change depending on your cause. And it's, yeah, it's very, they're very unique, but it's cool. We're going to have some fun things to watch going forwards. <laughs> that is. And, and to know also that you're helping other people. So, Although you've raised money for your charity, through helping these people, mm. you're helping their charities, and, and it's kind of you know symbiotic, I guess, in a way. Absolutely, it's a community, and it's kind yeah. of like almost. So the I guess the running world's adapted from you know ultras to FKTs to now yes. these huge you know huge expeditions, and it's cool to see people wanting to challenge themselves and find new and unique ways to do that. Um, and I'm all for it. I don't think the market will ever be too saturated. I think if anyone wants to do it, go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if someone was, you know, they've been listening to this and they're thinking of doing something big and it doesn't even have to be as much as what you did. What, what are some sort of tips? What tips are you giving people? Yeah, people. So the questions I'm getting asked the most are how did you get the ball rolling? How did you start? That's almost and the hardest bit, isn't it? Just it's getting over the hardest bit. <laughs> yeah. And I and I and I have a really clear answer for this because I remember what I did to start. And I essentially needed one key thing, and that was my camper trailer. I'm not saying that's what other people would need, but you need to find the one thing that you either can't afford or like that's financially stopping you going, or that's or that will be the biggest benefit. And and once I had a home that could get to the Cape, I was pretty much covered. You know, I did have savings. Um, so I put it out into the world to try and get a sponsored camper and it was touch and go for a while. But once that we got that, I was, I thought, okay, well, 
that's that's my biggest that was my biggest hurdle and I've got that now so I'm good to go and also I think the other advice is for sponsorship just don't like don't be discriminate just ask as many people as possible because you don't know who is what brands are doing and you know brands that might be perfectly aligned with you have already filled their capacity for the year and um, my biggest sponsor ended up being the sister company of an, you know, an email that I sent on random and it just all worked out perfectly with what they were planning for 2022. So cast a wide net. And my, I guess my third tip is don't be afraid to hear a lot of no's. I was going to say, <laughs> cause the worst that can happen is no, but if you don't ask that same as a no anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my, I guess I've got more advice now that we're here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, is choose the support crew wisely because my biggest lesson out there was and it depends on your personality as well I'm a very much a people pleaser so almost having people in camp camping with me took too much from my energy reserves because I was always trying to make sure everyone else was okay yeah. um if this isn't who you are as a person that's fine it might not play you might prefer to have more people around but yeah work out who you are as a person and almost it's almost the same question as who would you travel with because yeah. you're going to be in close confined spaces or who would you roommate with and <laughs> if the answer is yes they can they probably be okay if it's no you might want to reconsider support because it has to be genuine support it can't it can't take yeah so um I guess what you're saying is you, you, you've got to have those people that you can be the genuine you with yep. and not have to, you know, act, you know, not that, not that you would act, but we all act a little different around different people and that yeah. can be exhausting. And if you don't have the energy to do it, you might come across not as well as you would like, perhaps. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And if you can't sit in silence with someone, like I, yeah. there's people in my life, I can't, you know, I always feel like I, I need to be a bit bigger than who I am it's not gonna work if you're running if you're wearing yourself yeah. out so yeah I mean yeah that's just my personal experience but I think it shapes the trip quite quite significant quite more than I expected it to yeah, yeah. and so in saying that who, who was your crew again your... well I kept mine deliberately small because yeah. I didn't want um I didn't want to have too many people at camp so it was mostly my partner and I yeah. um who definitely saw a lot of Mopi Akana. Um, and I had my parents for the first six weeks, again, someone that I, you know, who yeah. I'm very comfortable to be. And, and and this is probably something I need to work on is just like my, me being okay to be a bit more um, down around, you know, friends and family, but it's just yeah. something that I noticed. Um, and then I had two girlfriends come stay with me for a week at a time. And that was perfect because um there was short, short periods of time, but there were also people who I'd known for a very long time and trusted. Um, and yeah, so it kind of changed, but the, the good thing is I did have a lot of people just come and run with me and then, yes. um, yeah, just come for just the run, which was incredible because you, you, that was my favorite bit is running with big crowds, groups, people from all walks of life. Um, yeah, and then just going and crawling back to camp and sleeping afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually speaking to um, Julie um, as a party who ran with you when you were here in Melbourne, and she was oh. like, oh, my God, Akana is running so fast considering she's done, like, so many marathons. She was going, you know, she was hoping that you'd by that stage you'd be a bit slower. <laughs> Do you know, though, this is the annoying thing is they actually all got fast in Victoria because every friend of mine is an actual runner came and just pulled me along. My coach in Mansfield, he goes, I remember I turned to him and asked him seven times, mate, we need to slow down. You know, we're going sub five minute pace. He yeah. looks at me, he goes, I don't know how to run that slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not helpful. No, not not helpful. But, um, I mean, you say that they pulled you along, but you obviously still had the capacity to run at that pace. Yeah, I did. And that was the surprising thing is like mm. my body actually adapted. And this is the thing, like I could do it. I could run fast and I felt great until exactly 42.2. And then my afternoons, I was a mess. So I had to also somehow protect my day because I yeah. then have to set up camp and yeah, if I'm useless for the rest of the day, I also, if I, if I would run a fast marathon, I would love it and I would finish and then I would feel how I felt and it would almost give me anxiety for the next day. So my sometimes slowing down the pace wasn't for the run itself. It was for my mental health going into the next 
kind of yeah. day after day after day because I remember thinking on fast ones oh I don't know if this is sustainable for you know 16 more or I don't know yeah. if it's sustainable it's fine now so slowing down and always feeling like I was within myself gave me the confidence to know I would make it to the very end so what was your fastest and what was your slowest 3.30 was my fastest and oh, like 5.30 was my slowest. I got lost and had to do this hike through sand for hours. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. that, <laughs> that was a one-off though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just a normal slowest then? What was sort of your normal of slowest? My, just- average, my average pace through the whole thing was 5.59k pace. So that would have been wow. 4 hours 12. 4 hours 12 was average. But remember, but with that, I was walking as I was taking on food yeah. and fluids. So I would always walk some kilometers of every marathon to yeah. take on food. So it did slow the average down. Um, yeah, a little bit. And did you get any niggles or anything like that? Or were you, was your body pretty robust? It well, since we last, I got all the injuries at the start, which we would have yeah. talked about when we, That's yeah. Right. But since yeah. then, no, I, I, sorry for anyone yeah, that's new to this, I got three injuries in my first month one in my calf, one in my like an overuse injury in my shin, and one in my quad. Um, but I got some emergency physio, and that definitely, um, definitely eased them. And surprisingly, no, I mean, my the only thing that was detrimental is I got quite swollen feet I had to get a a different shoe size yeah Yeah. and And, um, yeah I was going to say what what I think happens is your body you almost run yourself through the injuries and into a stronger body would you say yeah Yeah, well yeah as I said I was getting faster as we got towards Melbourne um Yeah, even on the last day, I had to slow everyone down because we weren't allowed to cross the finish line before six because that's when all the media was there. And <laughs> I think we were like, no joke, 25 minutes ahead of schedule. So I had wow. to do like five-minute breaks every 3Ks to slow the marathon down. Um, but that's different. That was that was all adrenaline. But um, yes, of no, course. No, I think it's amazing what your body can do if you let it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm always amazed by the human body. I think it's absolutely brilliant um and so you say your your feet swole um how many did you go up one size two sizes what did you go up but yeah about half a size to a size so yeah I'm a nine I was running in nine and a halfs um and then they got a little tight but yeah yeah, nothing I just kind of got thinner socks and my shoes would would stretch a little bit and yeah we got through it my my feet got absolutely covered in calluses um just everywhere which are fading a little bit now but nails I lost half of one that's pretty good that's pretty good but it still might come like you know oh dear you never know yeah yeah well I've got one my big my right big toe is is lost half of it so we might lose all of that one (laughs) but we'll see (laughs) So I'm guessing they're pretty attractive feet at the moment. Oh, so gross. <laughs> Typical runner feet. Yeah. <laughs> and so how many pairs of shoes did you go through for the whole thing? Went through 10, 10 pairs. Um, 10. So yes. about standard. And I think hmm. now though that the, the ones like my 10th pair, they're, they're pretty done. Yeah. <laughs> they're, so I, yeah, it, it's going to need a new pair to start again. But I was happy with that. I, You know, it's it's roughly to be expected. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely to be expected, mm. I would say. And um, mm. because you want, you don't want to keep running in them when they're not supportive anymore, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And my biggest risk to this was injury. So it's yeah. just avoiding injury was, was my case. So, yeah. 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 So what lessons did you learn from, from this run, either within yourself as just a person or your physical abilities or your running or what did, what did you, you know, learn? I learned lots, actually. I learned that there are, I mean, I probably already knew this, but there's beautiful running communities almost everywhere. Um, And that running is such a social, incredible sport that for anyone that runs, yeah, doesn't know if there is a community around them, there probably is. Um, I learned a lot about myself, again, in terms of having too too many people around me when I'm tired and what, 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 is actually, you know, support versus or who I am in terms of my personality yeah. um, and learning, I guess, in that same sense to set set boundaries, particularly around, um, yeah, and just to, to stay focused on the run. I, I, you know, I had to learn a lot of, a lot of focus um, mm. 
to, to not sway from, you know, the cause or the message or, or, or the path. Um, I learned again, I'm capable of more than I thought I, I was. Um, and I was reminded about how big Australia is. <laughs> yes, it certainly is. Freaking huge. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever find just seeing that road stretching in front of you was a little bit daunting? Oh, so many times. There's this time in Holbrook where it just never ended. And I was like, so, I was so angry. I was just, just in this slump and I couldn't get myself out of it. And I was like, this sucks. It was hot. There was a headwind. Oh. No, there was no enjoyable, no enjoyable part of it. And yeah, that's the day I put it out on socials. I was like, everyone, this is where I'm running. If anyone wants to come and join me, I'd love that. And, you know, the next day I had people at the start with me. But yeah, there's there's some very unattractive, boring parts of Australia too. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. As beautiful as it is, you know, you know, let's be honest. Um, and, and you know how you said you learned that, you know, you need that alone time after the run. But during the run, you were okay being around people. You didn't need to be alone during the run. Yeah, I, I never really needed to. In fact, I always, it's funny because I got nervous in the mornings knowing that it was a group run because, yeah. you know, you're meeting new people and you don't know what the dynamic yeah. will be and the social kind of, you don't know anything. You don't know if it will affect the pace or if it will affect, it. you know, there's so many variables when it's no longer just you. But the second I got to the start line and everyone was smiling, I thought, oh, this is awesome and forgot about all of that and just, had a blast and it ended up being the best part of the trip was was all the group runs and for yeah. example in Aubrey they've got this group called Trails and Ales shout oh. out to them and yeah and they made um they kind of turned it into an event and they had 11 people cross the finish line with me for the mat like do the full marathon we finished wow. at a pub there was like a big crowd there um there was a, a lady called chloe who she's she's a trout well she's a she's tra training to be a pretty good trail runner and she'd never run more than 20 k's got oh, caught up wow. in the life and did the full 42 <laughs> awesome that's brilliant <laughs> And just like the support behind everyone and, you know, being not the only one running a marathon is great because you're not, everyone's supporting each other. If you don't feel like, a spe you don't feel special, you're like, oh, you know, Jake's hurting as much as I'm hurting. Let's do, let's get like, I'll get him through it if he gets me through it. And you feel like yeah. a bit of camaraderie. It was, it was a good feeling. Oh, that's brilliant. Did anyone join you for more than one? Yeah, lots of people. Oh. Um, Simone Brick, who runs for in the mountains for Oz, she came for four in a row. Wow. Um, we yeah, she 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 was awesome because uh, she, yeah, we did a lot of mountain running, so my elevation went from flat to very high very quickly. Yeah. Um, I had a few people from Aubrey who loved it and came and did the Warburton Marathon with me oh, as well. Really? That's, yeah, that's nice. That's because I had a girlfriend nice. do. Yeah, had a girlfriend do five on a bike with me though. She ah, she was okay. support on the bike. But yeah, there'd be a few, to be honest, that have done multiple. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Well, I certainly know the Melbourne um runners were very excited to have you coming, you know, into Melbourne and wanting to run with you and, and everyone was really wanting to get out there and support you. So I know um as much as you're raising funds for an important cause, you've also been an inspiration for people just in running terms. Yeah, and that was my absolutely my goal. And I think it's so funny how it all changes, but that's been, yeah. It, I mean, to be honest, it was always something I wanted to do. It's why I made why I made the runs public. It's why I tried to get, yeah. you know, what's yeah, because it wasn't just me inspiring others. It was others inspiring me to to explore new places. Places like often when there was a community run, I'd put a start line, but people would send me Strava routes of of trails that were their local trails. And yeah. to be honest, it was very rarely my plan it was always someone from the community who'd, who'd plan it and they'd always message ahead and say hey do you need any help um you should try you know Mount Stromlo or have you been yeah. here have you been here and that's kind of what made the trip for me yeah oh that's awesome that's that's brilliant to hear and and you know I mean that's what I always say what I do love about running is is not just the actual act of running but the community Oh, absolutely. And it's, yeah, it was hands down the best bit. And I didn't know there was the people that were at the tan until I watched the footage afterwards because I was so kind of so overwhelmed by just, you know, my small group around me yes. that I didn't didn't end up looking behind. But I couldn't have wished for a better day. I mean, doing four laps of the tan, 
every lap we'd stop because we're running a schedule, pick up more people. It was such a good opportunity for people to run, you know, 1K, 2Ks, oh. one lap, four laps, whatever they wanted. Um, some people did the full marathon, started at 1.30. So, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it sounds like it, it was a brilliant journey. So so do you have like one specific, I'm sure there were lots, one high point and then maybe one low point that you could share with us? The low point, there's two low points, the injury, the, the shin injury that I felt was so severe might have derailed but we got through that the other low point was that one run in Holbrook that was like long and windy and hot that I called out that was that were probably the two low points um just in the run in terms of how I was um and what ended up happening with the shin then so oh yep yep so I was in the dane tree when it when it was I had it for about three days and and I thought I could massage it out myself but I just couldn't so I drove well I think my mum drove me from the dane tree to Port Douglas um and it was a Sunday and we luckily got this amazing woman a physio to come down and she gave me some pretty solid treatment um some pins she taped it up I drove back to where I was saw her two days later again um, 84 Ks later, um, she did the same. It was such a intense treatment. I was like, Oh, it was worse than the run. Um, <laughs> yeah, did that twice and then gave me a referral for someone and just kind of maintained it. And yep. strangely, I don't know, it, it went away. Strangely. That's awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. And isn't it good um, that, you know, once again, people just coming together to help you. Yeah, absolutely. She, she was awesome. And yeah, I guess for me, the high points, there was probably two again. One yeah. was the run from Warburton to Lilydale because that yeah. was my hometown run. That's the, that's the trail that I grew up running every Sunday, did my oh. sessions on that trail. So I remember I rocked up to the start line and it was going to be a 38 degree day. So I was expecting no one there. And my entire old, I shouldn't say old, they're not old, but I just went back <laughs> back in the day. We played soccer. Uh, my entire team were there and they're oh, all their kids because it had been 10 years. So they all had these little kids uh, on, the, on the backs of the bikes and they all rode the entire thing with me. And there would have been a huge group, half bikes, half runners um, through my hometown, which was beyond special. Uh, and then I guess the finish line was, yeah. yeah, unforgettable. It's hard, it's hard to miss that one. Yeah, I bet. I bet that was, um, I mean, that would have been something you were looking forward to for so long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was, I, I mean, I was, I, I was definitely there in the journey. I was, I was, you know, I didn't want to rush it, but yeah, yes. it, it just felt good because it meant that I, and, and I had three goals out here. One was the record, two was getting to Melbourne and three was raising you know, 62K and I managed to tick all three boxes. So yeah, I just remember feeling so overwhelmed with almost gratitude that, yeah, yeah, it was a good feeling. Oh no, it's been an amazing, amazing trip. So what's next? (laughs) You've hinted that you've got some plans. I've got loose plans. I know what I want. I just haven't locked in the finer details. So my next one, I would love to do a collab. Um, and I've got, I've got, I've been chatting to a couple of people um, with a similar experience to me. So yeah. yeah, I think I want to do it with someone. I definitely want to dive into the best parts or the bits I love the most from tip to toe, which was weird and wonderful places and, and interesting people. So yeah, that's kind of all I have at the moment. Um, but yeah. And would you do and, it for a charity again? I don't know. I don't know. If I was to do it, again to raise money I would do it directly for for people like grassroots like um not to say I didn't I'm not I love what the Wilderness Society do but I would love to directly give to people I know that are working their asses off yeah 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 no Mm. that's fair enough all right well geez is there anything I might have missed that you wanted to share with the listeners no I don't think so no it's all very exciting it's very low-key now I'm just yes sleeping and resting and it must just seem weird to not be running it's well I'm so like I've entered all these marathons this year because I'm Ah. I'm so excited to race but it's like too soon my head is going faster than my body it's it's frustrating so so which marathons have you entered just so if people are thinking about entering a marathon they can go so they can catch up with you Absolutely. So Gold Coast, um, Gold Coast um, and Valencia are the first oh, kind of nice. big two. And then potentially um, Singapore. Um, 
which is in May, but TBC, TBC. Okay, yep, yep. And so Gold Coast, that's normally quite a fast course. Are you looking for a fast time? Yeah, and Valencia too. So I'm done with long, slow. I want to go, I want to pick up the pace. So if I can, I don't know how my body will react, but my my mind and my and my soul want to go fast. Yeah. I just need my body to to come to the party. <laughs> well, you've definitely got the base. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that was saying that was saying Craig Mottram said, isn't it? Like it takes t- some. I'm going to stuff this quote up. It takes ten years to build a base and three weeks to build speed or something. So, and and you know, not. I mean, I'm guessing probably not quite that, but you know, it, it's 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 correct in a way. Like the base is the thing that takes the longest. But without mm. the base, you can't build the speed. So, you know, you yeah. you know, and I'm sure it won't take you long at all to build the speed. So, you know. Yeah. So long as I, yeah, I just need the energy to feel like running it all. And once yes. that comes back, I'll, I'll, I'll just. But you've got the um, mental motivation to run. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. It's just my eyes are tired. You know, you, you're just, you're just tired. Burning everywhere. eyes and yeah. Yeah. I've just got constant burning eyes. So I'm just like, yeah. oh. I'll let that fade first. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Mm-hmm. So, yes. All right. Well, we will let you um, get some more rest in because um, you basically did just hop out of the car and, and start this yeah. pretty much. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for being such an inspiration and, and for, you know, um, just doing such a tough run, but but doing it with a smile on your face the whole way, which was inspiring as well. <laughs> oh, thank you. And thanks for the time. Yeah. I mean, to share the story from start to finish, it's been really fun to, to chat to you. Yeah, no, it has. And, um, and when you do your next challenge, whatever it is, I'd love to chat again. Oh, same. Well, maybe I'll join in for one of your ultras. What are you doing next? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll come together when we're both a little bit better and we'll do it. Sounds (laughs) like a plan. (laughs) All righty, thanks for that. Thanks. Bye. And what did you think? Isn't she amazing Um, and still so bubbly about it all? Tired but still bubbly. So, But that's just a carna, isn't it? Um, Also, don't forget to please support those who support the podcast, healthhp.com.au, health and high performance for all your um, injury and niggle needs. Also, peakchocolate.com.au getting uh, 15% off at checkout with the code Isabel Ross, all caps and Isabel with an O, um, so that you get the chocolate at an awesome price. Alrighty, so thanks for joining me for the pod and see you next week. Hi, my name's Sarah. I've been coached by Izzy since February this year, 2022. I've had a really good year of running, thank you to the support um, and guidance from Izzy. I did two main races, um, the Surf Case Century 100 kilometers and also the New York Marathon. Both of these races, um, I achieved all my goals that I wanted to achieve and um, just had a a great experience in both. Um, Thoroughly enjoyed my year and um, just having the, the support, the guidance and the knowledge from Izzy really helped me achieve those goals. So if you're thinking of actually getting a running coach, I would highly recommend Izzy from Peak Endurance Running. Thank you.